Listen up, Sydney. There's a new kid in town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. (laughs) What could go wrong? Well, nothing's gone wrong so far. Not for us. Maybe for Michael Clark and Carl Stefanovic. They've had a shotgun. Yeah. They'll remember this week, won't they? Not so much Carl, I reckon, but Michael Clark will be sitting there going... Right. I don't know. Oh, hang on. What know. do you know? What do you hear? Well, I don't know. What, look, MG, I, I, by the way, hello. Hello, Mickey. Tash, Kat. Happy hello. Friday. Well, our own what little, are you hearing? Our own little conspiracy theorist here, Natasha Belling. She's, hang she's, on. She, don't she, put words in yeah. my mouth, MG. She's got me. She she puts thing, thoughts in my head, you know, and she's, yeah. she's a journo, and she says some really good things pre-show about... Um, and during the songs. And during the, the songs. songs. She's just, <laughs> and she, she, co- she coughs it up, basically. Why did, why did, why did Michael she pays Clark, out during the break. Don't she? <laughs> why did Michael Clark, so, so, with so much animation, say, hey, Carlos, don't think you, like, she can hit me, but you can't. And he had no shirt on. So, so I, something's I, gone down. I think something's mm-hmm. happened pre that. Pre the footage we've seen. There might be something more out there. Like the Zabruder footage. One triple three five three. You got it. <laughs> I tell you this: if it was out there, my money is the Daily Telegraph have already got it. On that note, I was having a think about the coverage yesterday, and uh, like we did, yeah. we, we went. This is a big story. We're rolling with it. Daily Telegraph front page: seven of the front nine pages. Good on them. The Sydney Morning Herald, yes, uh, owned by Channel Nine. Am I right? I you, believe that's indeed. to be the case. Maths, maths head, or something they call it. You had to f- flick through to page sixteen, where half a column. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, TV stars. Come on, guys. We we believe they should have gone the other way. Should have been a two-hour special last night. Can the tennis get get them in a room together? Let's have this out. But anyway, we'll get updates. That story's still got legs. I would have thought, our first Friday, guys, we've made it through to Friday. I've had a wonderful week. It has flown by. What oh, you, you, what you've, you... Been, you've been on fire this week. And the girls, you've been awesome. Yeah, uh, top have shelf. We? Yeah, you've been awesome. Every All the um, feedback has been fantastic, and it's, it's basically centred around you two making us yeah. two look, look really good. I mean, it's been great, but next week, could you bring a plate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the old days? That was a custom. <laughs> imagine with a straight face saying to them, yeah. imagine the reception you get these days if you said, oh, girls, by the way, uh, bring a plate. <laughs> you, that plate would land on your head. I had a lovely about... friend who actually turned up to a morning tea. Yes. Gosh, love her. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. She just bought a plate. Nothing else. Oh, oh, nothing else. oh no. <laughs> What's her yeah. name? What's her name? I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> name, name. No, we want names. Good morning, Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> t- so you're getting corrupted. I'll tell you who, hands down, does the best play. The best, uh, the Country Women's Association. Oh. I used to do, you know, they have like funeral crashes and stuff. If you ever get the chance, <laughs> go to a funeral in, in regional Australia, just turn up and act sad. Because the Country Women's Association put on the single greatest spread you've ever seen. They bake and their sponges are like second to none. And they get so much pride and joy out of it. They'll actually sit there and watch you eat it. And all you need to say is, Mrs. Jenkins, this is without a doubt the greatest sponge I've ever tasted. And you can see them. 
getting uh, as moist as some of their sponges. <laughs> you're oh, jeez. Oh, well, they're trying if to. I can put you're, it. you're very true, but uh, I remember my, my, my nans. 607. My, oh, 607. My nans, <laughs> you're, right, you're so right with your observations. They give you your, bre- your breakfast or your lunch or your dinner and they just sit there and watch you. Watch you eat it. And, oh, and, and get so much joy out of it. Now it's just it, throw it. Here you it's go. true. I started my journalism career at Prime Television Orange, which is in country New South Wales. Yes, you did. And I grew up in Mudgee and I know how passionate the CWA is. So I went along to the Cowra show to report on it and went to the baking section. Yeah. Highly competitive. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I asked Mrs. Smith what was the recipe of her vanilla slice. Oh, oh that's a, She yeah. gave me the filthiest look. I've ever, how, how dare you it's ask for Correct. <laughs> classified that, FBI I'll give you the nuclear codes before I tell you what's in my vanilla slice. I, I actually grew up, this is the reason I can't cook, when I grew up in Carlton. And I was living on my own. And Carlton in Melbourne is famous for Italian families. So I had an Italian family on either side. And both families knew I lived on my own. And the mothers could not handle it. So every night, whatever they cooked for their family, they would cook for me. And not only would they cook it, they would come in and sit there and watch me eat it. (laughs) And they would go, you eat like a bird. You eat like a bird. And literally force it. Obviously, things have changed. Oh, were they French? Since the eating like a bird days. (laughs) Am I right, fellas? You eat like a bird. Yes. What are we doing this weekend? You, I can't believe what you're up to. Well, you, I spoke of my fascination with darts earlier in the week. <laughs> I'm having a darts competition in my house on Saturday. Is it open? Oh, no, not yet, because we've, we're trying to, me and a few mates are trying to hone our skills and become the darts men we want to become. Could be good. <laughs> <laughs> You just see someone, somebody or kids standing there with an apple on their head while you chuck darts at so, them. So, all my mates are buying their own darts. You got your own darts? Oh, I've got my own darts. It is a good one to carry, isn't it? Because they're tiny. They're tiny, it's and it's just a, it's a really it's a game that any, everyone can play, and that's what I love about it. So, we're mm. doing that at my house on the weekend. Very, uh, very inspiring. Cat, we never got to you. What are you? Oh, here we go. Here we go. What's your plans for the weekend? Um, I love tri- I love to play trivia with friends, and um, oh, well, I mean, we go to the venue, the pub, so yeah, it's more sure. of a social gathering, but. It's about the chat for me. We play trivia within the trivia. So there's one of the guys that comes along that's an emergency nurse. And he does a lot of overnight shifts. Okay. And so we play a game while the trivia is happening called What Was Up the Jacksie This Week? And And some of the items... Bottom. The bottom, yes. yes, and some of the items. Has are, he always got one? He's every about every third week, and they're very <laughs> varied. Like last night. So, so just so we're clear, uh, people turn up at emergency. You're not going to believe it, Doc. I sat on a pepper shaker. Yeah, like R- Richard Gere type thing. And oh, allegedly, <laughs> yep. Um, and so, uh, what's he said? You told me. What do you think's up the Jackson this week? <laughs> okay, this know? week I'll tell you what it was. Uh, no, I won't tell you what it was. I'll let you guess. Okay. Uh, colander. No. Thermometer. It's a it's a food source. Oh. Tomato sauce. <laughs> no. Salt and pepper shaker. It's organic. <laughs> it's an apple. You're, tell me it's not a pineapple. <laughs> 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 tell me it's not a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call. One, two, three, five, three. What was you up the Jaxi? What was up the Jaxi? <laughs> Okay, is it a food? It's a substance? It's, it's a, a food? It's a, it's a food, yes. Okay. It's an organic matter. Celery. No. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go with Carrot. the zucchini. <laughs> the zucchini. 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 Watermelon. <laughs> oh, what is it? It was a watermelon. Oh, sorry. Oh, a, no, 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 no. It wasn't. It was an avocado pip. 
and had lodged wow. right up there, and they had to literally go up there and pull oh, out oh. the avocado pip. It's, it's harsh. It's like, how, do you, how do you explain that in the hospital? Did you, do you say you sat on one, or do you just say that I was experimenting? Look, I've been down the market gardens. <laughs> Look, I was working in produce, and let's just say it's been a big day. <laughs> I want to see that guy, Master Chef. Right, so what's your secret ingredient uh, today? Well, that? I'll need some reading material. <laughs> he does go for it. The get up, ball of the up. over. Hey, connects, and it's a six to take Steve Smith to a Fabulous 100, his second game back in BBL 12. Well, yeah, that was Stevie Smith. What a rich vein of form he's in. Back in the Magenta last Tuesday night in uh, in Coffs Harbour. Uh, the first person in the uh, Magenta to hit a, a century. Um, opening the bat, Smitty was giving a life on two, but then he uh, got his 100 he went off a number, 56 balls. He's gone Coco Bananas. He's gone Coco Bananas. He has lost the plot. He's on the line now. It's Steve Smith. Welcome aboard, mate. Thanks, mate. Morning. It must be every boy's dream to one day make a hundred in Coffs Harbour. <laughs> of course. Of course. It, it, was a, a, it was a sensational knock, did you know? And I know sometimes you know when you're in and your eyes in. Did you when you're out there, did were you going, I've got this from the get go? No, 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 absolutely not. Um it was uh it was a nice innings. Um you had a little bit of luck early, the ball went onto the stumps and the bales didn't come off, so um, from that point, I was like, all right, well, I've had a bit of a life. Now I can kind of just get on with it. So, um, yeah, it started playing a few more shots. Unfortunately, most of them hit the middle. So, um, yeah, it was a nice night and uh, nice to get the first 100 for the Sixers. Um, you know, I was one of, the, one of the originals from back 12 years ago. And, it's um, yeah, it's, it's amazing that no one's got one in the meantime. But, um, yeah, pretty special to be the first for the club that I've been involved in with since day one. What a sensational summer you had, Smitty. Um, you were just you, you had a couple of little subtle changes to your to your batting technique. Um, and in, against West Indies and South Africa, you were sublime. In fact, um, coming making yourself in the third position, only behind Ricky Ponting and, and Steve Wall now, as far as centuries go. You you must be very very happy with this summer, mate. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was good fun. I thought um, we played some really good cricket, um, and yeah, no, it was nice to to spend a. Uh, Fair amount of time out in the middle. Um, you know, I feel like I'm batting really well at the moment. So hopefully that can continue. Well, you are uh, in career best form in the short form game. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in India. Uh, I love test cricket. For oh, me. Same. It's just, uh, and to watch you, and you've already covered yourself in glory personally over there on the cusp of uh, a series where we fully expect we can win. Yes. Uh, what's the vibe in the camp? No, no, we're feeling good. Um, we're feeling confident the way we're playing. Um, India's obviously for us a, a huge hurdle, um, the most foreign conditions we probably face. So uh, we're going to prepare really well. And then, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a great series. In fact, it's going to be a great six months with India and then the Ashes. So sure is. the guys are really excited. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can keep up the success we've had over the last year. Now, Marcus Labashane basically got his start when uh, you got concussed. That's right. uh, didn't he? That's when he was promoted in, into the uh, the team. Yeah, you spent a bit of time out there in the middle with him. We've just been watching the test, uh, the new doco, and found out this that he <laughs> he eats, he puts a toasted sandwich, he cooks it, puts it in the fridge, goes out to bat, then eats it. What the hell's that about? <laughs> yeah, he does some strange things. Um, I, I just think he likes to be different. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's not. It's not my. Um, 
ideal way of eating a toasty, but um, each to their own, as they say. Well, that's how he likes to relax. You, on the other hand, like to get the axe out and uh, strum a few songs. And some of them... Will we hear a bit of this in India? Between innings? (laughs) I'm going to try and talk very loudly so you can't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, mate. Why would you not be proud of that? I think you shake kahunas by doing something like that. Big, big Cahoon. Just put some linseed oil on, on that guitar and uh, we'll find the sweet spot eventually. Before we let you go, I have to ask you as a former Australian captain, do you plan on taking your top off, getting into your board shorts and getting involved in a fight in a park anytime soon? And doing a hemi. With some showbiz mates. Any Anything? Oh, dear. Um... <laughs> I can't imagine that's high on my agenda at the moment. <laughs> you have bigger, bigger worries. Can we just thank you for all the uh, – you're just one of the great batsmen I've yeah. enjoyed watching over the years, and I, I'm serious. I will watch every ball in India, and the last time you were there, you produced some of the best knocks I've ever seen. So I cannot wait hard to see you doing what you do best, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, it should be good fun. Good on you, Smitty. Take care, brother. Pleasure. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, we're having a bit of fun with our listeners today and we want you to get involved again. This came across our desk. I'm not usually a Twitter guy, but this came to me. It's a Twitter thread. Uh, a bloke called Adam Sharp's put together a list of Australian vernacular and sayings. And, and I really enjoy this because it's some of the smartest use of language. Australians can be very clever uh, when well, they, when we're, they we're want very, to. We're very lazy. We just like to, we just like to make things up. We like a bit of shorthand. Yes. We like to get to the point. And he's collected a few. Uh, we're going to put them to you and get you to call us, one triple three five three, with a couple of your favourites. I'll just go through them and you can pick the ones you like. Uh, as popular as a rattlesnake in a lucky dip <laughs> is a good way to describe someone who's not popular. Uh, to put on the wobbly boot yeah. and to get drunk. Yep. Uh, I'll be there in two shakes of a crying baby. I've never heard that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there soon. Uh, a concrete is caviar. You know what that is? No. It's a tuna in a tin. Oh. A face like a drop pie. I've yeah. heard that before. Oh, that's good, that's good is, there's a couple in this room, let me tell you. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm not here to lick stamps. I like that yeah. one. That's pretty good. I, I like, I'm not here for a haircut. Not here for that, a haircut. That's a, that's a good one. I've got a couple of beauties. I had an 82 year old man who lived across the road from me, a guy called Leo Brooks. Oh. And I used to go and have a beer with him and just to study his language. But yeah. he, had a, he had a turn of phrase. That used to make me laugh, and I've inserted them into some of the projects I've done. You go, that guy's so mean, he wouldn't give you a wave if he owned the ocean. <laughs> you know, that guy's so mean, he cuts his own hair. <laughs> wouldn't look good on a diamond bike. There's <laughs> <laughs> another one. About as useful as a choke vine on an outdoor or, dunny. Or as useful as an astro on a motorbike. Astro on a motorbike. You get the idea. I've got a couple of good ones. Yeah, please, fire away. If I said to you, uh, I'm just going to grab the dog and bone. What would that be? Phone. You want, okay. to, you want to grab the phone? I'm, oh, no, that's a bit, that's a bit rude. I'm going mm-hmm. for hit, hit and miss. Um, I'm going for Dad and Dave. You're going for a shave? Yes, I am. I'm going for a Ned Gabrit. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> don't worry about that one. You'll need some reading material. What, what about I'm going for David Gower? Ah, uh, shower. There we go. We like it. Uh, drier than a pommy's bath mat. That's your mouth. That's when your mouth's dry. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I like. As busy as a centipede on a hot plate. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ow, ooh, hot feet, hot feet. And let's go straight to it because these are some great phrases that you would have heard, and they'll still make you laugh. Chris, uh, what's the great Australian phrase you love hearing? 
Hey Mick, welcome to Sydney. Thank uh, you. My one that I use lately is dropping the kids off at the pool. <laughs> That's as you as, as you head off to the bathroom with yep. the rolled yep. up paper. Correct. You didn't know who who in this room did not understand. I've that. had to get you to explain well, every single phrase. <laughs> Hey, back a sec, just got to go drop the kids off at the pool. Uh, well, not roll up paper these days, usually mobile phone with you. <laughs> That's a mobile phone. That's bad etiquette, phone etiquette, by the way. Uh, Jason, uh, what's the uh, saying, please? Yeah, I've got two. Um, as as useful, useless as a strapless haversack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the other? And the other is as busy as a one-armed bricklayering in Baghdad. <laughs> A one-armed bricklayer would be going like the clappers. Well done, Jason. Chris is on the line. What's the phrase, mate? Hello, Chris. Hello, Chrissy. Oh, hello. Sorry, guys. Uh, yes, uh, I've got two of them for you. Yep. first one is that uh, you're, I'm as full as a Catholic school. Uh, <laughs> yes. When you've had a couple of beers, I'm as full as a Catholic <laughs> school. Still pertinent <laughs> today. And what's the other one? Thank you. To be about as funny as a fart in a space suit. Yeah, <laughs> good one, Chris. Uh, no one would see the funny side with that. Good on you, Chris. Jason's on the line. Jason, what's yours? It's uh, busier than a one-legged ass kicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Timmy from Campbelltown, what's yours, my man? Yeah, mate. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, good. What about toeier than a Roman sandal? Oh, yes. Toeier than a Roman sandal when you're up and about yes. and you're looking for a bit. Ooh. I am toey as a Roman sandal. Like, we've lost Tash. Tash, <laughs> Tash can't speak. Now, this is one of my favourites. Uh, Steve, uh, the Australian vernacular is? Uh, yeah, mate, after, you you on MG, mate, nail this one. After uh, all you can eat buffet. You'd be going as full as a caterpillar sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We've even got oh, Kerry from Penrith. I hope you keep this nice and safe. What do you got? Um, as useless as tits on a ball. Oh, that yeah, is an oldie bit of goodie. I always love it. Adam, what do you got, buddy? Adam from Gladesville. Yes, yes Adam, Adam, go ahead. Yes, uh, I've got a couple here. Uh, when I need to go to the bathroom, I uh, tell the boys that I'm going for an Amber Heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I'm frightened to ask what the second one is. Well, on a really hot day when I'm stinging for a beer, I'm drier than an Arab sand shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow that. Let's boot this home. Jack, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, when, you miss it, oh. when your missus won't let you on, um, you're a bit toey. You've got to go have a lamb shank. Oh, oh Lord Almighty. So we get the defibrillator because Tarsh has just passed. Tops are very expensive <laughs> at the moment. Right, let's go to the news and I might, I might knock off a lamb shank. <laughs> oh, T-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he had a... Okay, I don't know. It's not my karaoke song. <laughs> Big fella. Now, listen, I'm, we're going to look, take a look at the animal kingdom, and I want to start, and I want some answers from you lot, each and every one of you. Yes. I've come to this town. I've heard you've got a zoo. It's called Daronga Zoo, mm. and there's no lions in it. <laughs> How can you have a zoo with no king of the jungle, you idiots? There was an incident. What happened? There was an incident uh, where a couple of lions, a dad and his, a few of the little kids. Yeah, two, two daughters and yep, a son. the cubs, yep. the little kids. Um, they started to dig away at a fence and it was like a oh, safety they got out. fence. They yeah. did. It was like chilly Melbourne Cup day. 
So my theory that's is right. he'd had enough. And he wanted to do a runner with the kids and said that's it. But there was a massive... When you say do a runner, you're acting like they weren't enclosed in a cage of some description. How do you do a runner from a zoo? They were able, apparently, the official line from Taronga Zoo, we saw it flash up on the news, lions escape from zoo. And yeah, I no, thought, of course. Well, they'll of get course your attention. <laughs> and I've gone, what? And, of course, it was in Mossman, you know, on the North Shore. Everyone oh, was go your heart. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. But apparently then Taronga Zoo came out and said, quote, there'd been... An incident with the fence. And so somehow... I'll tell you an incident. A, a lion got through it. <laughs> There's your friggin' incident. I sense sabotage. I just, I just, I don't know why. Do you know what? You can't. I'm just saying to you guys. You need those. Are they back now? Yes. No, yeah. I don't think they are. No. Let's get. Can I get a ruling on this? I think you right now have a zoo that's opened with no lions in it. Yeah. I, 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 I think been... you'll find I'm right. Hey. Um, <laughs> You know what? It reminds me of a zoo in China, and this is true. I'm not making this up. And they didn't have a lion, so they dressed a dog up. Oh, no. Why would I make it up? They've got So they've got a big national dog, like a mastiff or something, and they've put a mane on it. And, and they've opened the zoo. And they were getting away with it too, apparently, till the, the king of the jungle started dry-humping a zookeeper's leg. <laughs> That's a giveaway. And chasing the ball. And, and barking. Just, <laughs> look at the... Uh, hey, look, the king of the jungle just caught a frisbee. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, that happened once as well in a, in a zoo, I think, out here in, in... Not in Sydney, but I think it was in Tasmania, where they dressed up, but they didn't have any zebras, so they dressed the horse up as a zebra. They painted a zebra. <laughs> well, we're getting pretty close to the fine cotton of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and over here. But, and just quickly, too, and I remember as a kid going to Taronga Zoo, it's true or false, do you, you had one of those gorillas that used to poo in its hand and just strafe the room? Or, what was it yeah, called? Well, they, <sighs> no, I think that was a local politician. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, we've all done it. Am I right, fellas? Well, well no. if, you, if you go to the zoo... You... No, no, there was a famous a famous gorilla at, at Taronga Zoo, and it was it was like showtime. We used to go along and watch this thing. And... I, I think I've been to Taronga Zoo twice in my life. So living out of Penrith, it's very hard to get into Mossman. You make sure you don't get locked up there. Yeah, that, I know. Uh... <laughs> Hey, no tapping the MG glass <laughs> in that cage. <laughs> Um, there you go. And you're a funny town, yes. uh, Sydney, because the other thing you had, I remember seeing this, there was a <laughs> an ape, was it a chimpanzee? It was some kind of... It was uh, a, a baboon, male a baboon. baboon. It was a male baboon. Yeah. Now, tell me the story. On the way... To get a vasectomy. For a vasectomy. Because <laughs> he, he was just humping everything. He's done a runner. And who did you do a runner with? And he escaped his transport with two female companions. <laughs> oh, what, a, what, what a stud. <laughs> One last run in it. <laughs> Hey, right, hey, hey guys, where are you taking me? <laughs> Hospital. What for? For sick to me. Bang it out. Get with me, girls. We're off. <laughs> Headed straight to the cross. Hey, now you've got a ripper there. I've got a good one because we're, we're... the animal kingdom uh, just is in raptures. This is kind of a Noah's Ark type of story because yeah. sex mad tortoise, he's basically <laughs> saved his species from extinction after, far after fathering. 800 kids. About what? 800. A sex-crazed tortoise called uh, Diego. Yeah, of course he's Diego. The, or, or Hefner. You know, <laughs> the Galapagos tortoise. Is it a Galapagos? Galapagos? Uh, right. he, 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 he he's he retired from his duties. <laughs> now that's quite lucky. He's called him stud. He's <laughs> fathered 800. Park rangers say that Diego fathered at least 40% of the 2,000 tortoises that what? lived there thanks to the his high libido. He's now 103. <laughs> I think your numbers are similar in Penrith, aren't they? 
<laughs> Same age. I'm still. I'm, I wish I eight, eight, eight hundred kids. Eight hundred kids. That's a lot of shit presents on Father's Day. <laughs> Don't you reckon? That's a lot of slow. How many pairs? Of, how many pairs of socks can you? Yep, great kids. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, you get a lot of the baby bonus. Well, another plasma. There's another. But tortoise. But I can't even imagine a tortoise ha- having a crack I because you go. It's not, not, not going to be it? fast, is How it? It's not going to be. No wonder he's 103. Like, it took him 63 years to have two kids. <laughs> going to be humping away. That is the slowest rooting I've ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's, that that's what we had to say. I'm glad you said it because no one else here could say it. Didn't get away with it like you can. Hey, we've got time quickly for another one. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, is, uh, this, this is, is a good one. We like this one. Uh, a pigeon carrying a backpack filled with crystal meth <laughs> has been detained in a Canadian prison. Let's go to the news report. A pigeon was found carrying a small backpack filled with crystal meth last week at the Pacific Institution in Abbotsford. The correctional facility staff says the bird was spotted with its bag of drugs in the yard and officers set up a trap to catch it. They say they're always on the lookout for drones, but this is the first time they've encountered a pigeon drug smuggler. (laughs) Pigeon Escobar! Pigeon Escobar! I think homing pigeons, that's a good way to... I mean, uh, hypothetically, if you're looking to transport some crystal meth... I wonder why pigeons don't have teeth. <laughs> or, they, or their eyes, they, blink, they never blink. I, I saw a pigeon taking a train out to Cabramatta the other day, and it's all starting to make sense now. Imagine trying to read that news bulletin with a straight face. Oh, I saw another pigeon at Cash Converters, so I'm starting, starting to think. They're getting high. Here's one for you. A New Year's Eve fireworks uh, display has been cancelled because of a masturbating walrus. <laughs> Dr. Harry Cooper just threw his hat on the ground and stormed out. Said, I'm done here. I'm not at News If I Works Council because of masturbating walrus. Can I say, I resent being called a walrus. The the one I bet wouldn't even take our call. We tried to get him on to give us a comment on this. He said, no, not touching it. Not touching that one. Uh, So the walrus turned up on a beach. Uh, when they were about to go to some fireworks. After his arrival, actually put an end to the town's New Year's Eve fireworks display at a beach in Hampshire. As huge crowds gathered to see <laughs> the Arctic mammal yep. lounging at a harbour, council officials axed the light show so he wouldn't be disturbed. Oh, that's lovely, so let's not disturb <laughs> the walrus. On the other hand, the walrus didn't give, <laughs> didn't give, give two hoots. Parents had to cover their children's eyes. <laughs> When the two-ton beast appeared to perform a solo sex act. <laughs> That's what he was just to, to get himself in the mood. Now, a footage of his unfamily-friendly performance has gone viral. And I'll take a Tasha's Tasha, she, yeah, she touched up enough. Tasha's just... She said, I don't want to be part of this. Handed in her card. You can't be substituted yet. Now, don't you think about a walrus? I, I'm trying to work it out. because Two-ton. But they've got flippers. <laughs> hard. How are you? I don't know. Be like, <laughs> kind of using your, know. using your elbows. And, and they're pretty funny looking. Anyway, imagine Wara's sex face. Oh. oh big, big two t- big fangs <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Just going like the clappers. Oh, uh, anyway. No, that, I, there you go, Taronga Zoo. Yeah. Replace your lines. Get the masturbating get the, get the walrus. The and the pigeons. <laughs> and the pigeon carrying meth. Sorted. <laughs> Sports.
Yes, yes, yes. Overnight, the uh, rugby league's worst kept secret um, it was made public with Stephen Crichton signing a four-year deal to play with the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, estimated around eight twenty-five k per season. Um, last night, as Tash mentioned in her news bulletin just then, tennis. We might have a new cult hero in Alexi Popperin, who um, the Aussie needed a, a wild card just to get into the Aussie Open after f- uh, falling well short of the world's top hundred. Well, he had a fantastic win over. Eighth seed Taylor Fritz in five sets. Um, the Alex Dimonor had another one. The Demon he had a great win, and Kokonakis as you, just this morning uh, went down in five sets to to Andy Murray at the tennis. But even, even without the stars, Mickey, the uh, to finish four a.m. about four a.m. and they're or, saying that they're the toughest six, sportsman of all time. They don't sweat. I don't know what's going on. They they're not human. Played five tits of, <laughs> sets of six hours. <sighs> Call the Ranger. Jeez. Stacey Ranger. Oh, carry him out on a stretcher. Oh, it's tough conditions. Uh, thinking of tough conditions, what about the ball boys? What about the ball boys? This is an outrage. I can't uh, believe it. This story is gathering strength. Uh, Tennis Australia under fire as outrage grows over the ball kids uh, not being paid. Uh, this erupted earlier at the Australian Open. 2,500 kids applied to be ball kids every year. Less than one in five actually make it, and those that do don't get a cent. And even overseas, they get paid. Yeah. So if you're, if you're at, at Wimbledon, uh, you get a standard rate, I think 351 bucks a week, and you get $15 an hour at the US Open. Uh, our kids get nothing. But then again, they don't have to spend all summer making the Nikes the tennis players wear. <laughs> so I suppose they are out in front. <laughs> on, on that, and now is this just child labour abuse? Yes. Is this what we're talking yes. about here? Uh, we've seen this. We pick on it when it happens all around the world. Uh, it's happening here. We give these little bastards heat stroke, <laughs> so they possibly can't remember it. Well, they're, they're that dizzy. They're walking around going, "What did I get paid? I don't know." Well, they, they, they do. Okay, <laughs> if you're going to sit behind Rafa while he yeah. picks his <laughs> underpants out of his ass two hundred <laughs> times, and you have to look at it from one point five meter. You want to be paid for that, and they make them wear them foreign legion hats. Mm. The, the, you know, the one, the hat at the front, the long. That's thing right. The, that's that's smart. smart. That's sun smart. Yeah, but good look. what about just like a, a, a big, like round one instead yeah. of a foreign legion? And I tell you what, if they want a water, it's going to cost them ninety nine bucks. They should just sit there and hog all their own water. Hey, this is a good one. Do you remember your first ever job? Do you yeah. remember what did you do? And one triple three five three. Give us a call. Talk, we'll talk about child labour laws and and well, let's all go back and remember the first thing you ever did. First thing I've done was a paperboy when I was fifteen, um, walking around the streets blowing the whistle. But the first kind of manual labour I ever did. So walk it back. You're blowing the whistle. What are you blowing the whistle for? You know how you used to put the well, papers, let them know you're there. papers in the barrow and pull the barrow around the streets. No, no. And do, yeah, do it. Do, 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 do. Was that this was, on your was, horse or? That was on my walking. I'd walk with a barrow and blow a whistle. I had like a two-hour round uh, route that I had to do, and then sell papers, and they'd come out like like Mister Whippy, but with a paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's pretty good going. My first job, I worked night while I was still at school. I worked night crew at Safeway, and I would go to school, come home, go pack shelves till four in the morning, go home, wow. shower, and go to school. Oh. And I loved it. Good cabbage. Oh, mate, it was fantastic because we'd be in the store on our own all night playing Akadaka. <laughs> One night, I remember this, they just introduced no, no, they just introduced no alcohol beer. 
So, and they had a big stack, you know, those floor stacks of like a pyramid yes. that went up about 16 feet. And I had a bet with the guy who ran it that I could drink them all because, there, because there's no alcohol in it. I've drunk about 420 cans of no alcohol beer uh, and was taken home at about four in the morning. I'm going, I told you I could do it. We all remember this stuff, don't yes. we? Uh, do you remember even the scouts? Remember the old bobber job? Like, oh. you, you get like a dollar. For mowing someone's 10 hectare lawn. Yeah. <laughs> it was child labour laws. All the way through. You had a paper round. Yes. One triple three five three. Let us know what you did. Did you get paid? Let's get to it. Yeah. Philip's on the line. Philip, what was the job, mate? Yeah, I worked at my parents' restaurant and I did yeah. anything and everything for them. Yeah. My God. I'm guessing From- no, no money changing hands if it's your parents? Oh, definitely not. I was basically <laughs> a slave. <laughs> you were, how old were you? Oh, I was nine years old. And how long did you do that for, Philip? Oh, God. I did that until I was like uh, 15, until I just said I had enough. And um, <laughs> I away from did home. All the, Yeah, I literally did all the worst jobs. Cleaned the toilet, mopped oh. the floor, washed you... the dishes. Oh, well, uh, well, that's bad parenting. And now, <laughs> and now he owns nine restaurants. <laughs> Good on you, Philip. Scott's on the line. Scott, what did you do, buddy? Mine was um, mowing lawns when I was a kid. It okay. was uh, it was a five acres. Oh, How much? Five acre property. A five acre property. That's got to be big coin, right? Yeah, five dollars fifty, mate. Oh, <laughs> what? And what? I got an ice cream. If I'd yeah, yeah, ice cream. And you go, hang on, you didn't mention the perks. Wow, it's a Devon sauce sandwich. It's ice cream. You'd want that ice yeah, cream mate, after $5 mowing. Five dollars fifty and an ice cream, mate. <laughs> Love it. He's, he's not over that. Oh, I think that's what the new NRL deal is, isn't it? I think that's what they're offering at the moment. Well done, Scott. Ross is on the line. Ross, uh, you had a paper run too, like the big fella here. Yeah, mate. Uh, morning, guys. Uh, I used to uh, actually first started off helping my dad clean um, offices in the morning or in the afternoon, I meant. Uh, my dad had a second job and then uh, I thought, no, I don't want to work for him. So I started doing a paper run. Um, we'll pay 20 bucks a week to deliver 5,000 newspapers. What? Um, in the rain, hail or shine, they had to be delivered every week. They were the local newspaper. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And uh, you'd have to worry about um, being chased by the local dogs. Uh, yeah. That's all part of the fun. Did you, did you ever whistle like him, G? No, no. Still the, there was not... I'm still trying to get the bottom of no, your whistle, I, I, I think, I, I think uh, Roscoe's one was where, the, say, in my area, got the local Penrith Press. And my kids have done this. They send. They put all the papers on your veranda. You've got to roll them up and then go out and throw them in people's yards. What? Uh, were you good? Were you good shot? No, I never done that. My kids have done that. I've got them to do that. Were you oh, good shot? Could you hit something? Hit someone on the tits from fifty meters? Or <laughs> did you do this, MG? I have to ask you this because I know a mate of mine who's a postie. If they don't like particular customers, mm. they deliver what they call in the business the old paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a bit wet and a bit damp. Uh, did you have customers where you'd go? Yes. Yeah. Or, or instead of throwing it near the veranda, you just throw it near the letterbox. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah, and John from Penrith, what was your first job and how good was it? Uh, yeah, it wasn't really that great, Mark. I was a chemist boy up at Glenbrook um, delivering prescriptions to people who couldn't get out and about. And, Hang on a second. Yeah. Now that's, that's dangerous. Now back it up. Oh, it was we, dangerous. We don't mind an old paper run. There's a paper run or a milk run. Who's <laughs> delivering prescriptions? Oh, no. How old were you? 13, 14. <laughs> what? He's just heading off out in the suburbs with a, with, with a pack of full with, of endones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have I would have rolled you within totally. twenty meters. 
of the closest intersection, John. You'd never get away with that today, man. Hey, John, did it ever go one for you, one for me? Did you ever get high no. on your own supply? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. I hadn't got that wise to it at that stage. Well, um, I tell you what, it wasn't that a different time? Could Could you imagine sending a kid out? Well, I, I remember with when I was drugs into the neighbourhood. <laughs> I remember when I was like seven or eight years of age. Mum would, mum and dad would say, "Go to the shop, get uh, ten, you know, three dollars worth of scallops, and and give me a pack of smokes while you're there, yes. and be back before the sun goes <laughs> <Yeah>. down." <laughs> Shad, your first job was what, mate? I. I... Just grew up out of Londonderry near MG there, and yep. my old man got me while I was at school a, a job working at a place called Hannah Match. Right, and it's all very good there at Northo, except they used to bring out the boxes that they fold, you know, the Panadol boxes and all that. Yep, come out on a big pallet and they're square at the time. So they give a young fella a claw hammer, and you got to knock all the edges off all day in the tin shed like a monkey. Oh. And then at the end of the week they pay you, and it turns out because my old man organised the job. I didn't know what was going on. $1.82 an hour. Oh. Uh, what? $1.82? Yep, $1.82 oh. at Hannah Match at Northo. Uh, yeah. You would have been throwing that money around on the weekend. <laughs> Hello, ladies. My uh, shout. My shout. <laughs> okay, Shad, thanks for painting the picture. Will's on the line. Will, uh, another paper run, but uh, you had a variation. What did you get up to? Yeah, uh, morning, lads, and... Uh... Welcome, uh, Mick, as a fellow expat Victorian. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Sydney. You too. What do you got? Uh, I had a paper round back in country, Vic. Yep. And it was only five bucks a week, but we used to load all the papers up inside the shop. Yep. And to supplement our wage, we'd swipe a few of the adult magazines and sit inside the papers. Hello. Hello. Mm. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship. And, yes. Yeah, right there. That's, that's <laughs> a guy. He's now a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> the old magazines wrapped in plastic. Oh. That was always the section you'd find me hovering over, Will. Well done. Good to hear. Greg's on the line. Greg, what are you thinking, buddy? I'm thinking I was a ball boy. You were a oh, ball boy. Yeah. Okay. And so are uh, you still living off the spoils? What, what year? <laughs> where were you? 1973, I was at the New uh, the Australian Open at Kuyong. A Kuyong, yep, on grass. And yep. what did you get? Um, a T-shirt. Yep. A Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> yep. And a small bottle of the old glass milk. Oh. And I always left out the back. Wow. Not even rained, the Robinson's lemon barley, which is <laughs> the place. But when it rained, we just had to put the covers on the courts as well. That's right, the covers. <laughs> what? The covers. Remember the kids? Oh, yeah. Right. Take the covers out in the courts. So we get, yeah. Good, good idea, Greg. I think we've got time for one more. Shane from the Gong. What what do you what do you get up to, mate? Mate, I was at Tyler's Labour trying to get an apprenticeship, and uh, the subby uh, was struggling to get money. So after about three weeks, I've hit him up and said, mate, you got to pay me. And he goes, come come to my place. He goes, I'll sort you out. And he offered me an ounce of weed or a gun. Only you show An ounce of weed or a gun. All right, Tennis Australia, look and learn. Make the offer to the ball boys now. Hey, uh, we've got a big story that's getting bigger, uh, Tash. Uh, Qantas are making headlines. That's a phrase you don't want to hear no. if you're running an airline, is it? Making headlines? No. What's happening? Not a good week. Another incident involving Qantas. Now, this in this latest case, Qantas says a flight was forced to return to Sydney, quote, as a precaution yesterday after oh. pilots received a warning about a potential mechanical issue. QF101 from Sydney to Fiji pushed back about 8.30am and spent almost two hours circling over New South Wales before landing again about 10.50. Now, interestingly to note, 
Uh, Qantas spokesperson says the pilots followed standard procedure after receiving a fault indicator and that engineers would examine the plane. They said it was just a precaution. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there any one pilot, is there any one pilot these days? No, no, no. no. There's, there's got to be... Surely. I thought I read somewhere. No, there's a second officer. There's thought, a pilot, a second officer. Okay. There used to be a, a navigator too in the old days. Get, get everyone in there. There used to be a standing room, standing room only. Um, get Liz, get Liz, Leslie Nielsen in there. Well, well, they're not far away from that right now. We we mentioned this the other day. There was a fright. There was a big bang. Uh, the last thing you want to hear on a plane. Uh, I'm flying Qantas on the weekend. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to just get them to drive it up the Hume. Not, <laughs> do not take off. Just drive it up I'd, the friggin' Hume. I'd love that. Hey, unbelievable. <laughs> These things are. I'm a shocking flyer. Uh, at the best of times? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Why? Mainly for room. I'm, I'm always, I always feel cramped and, and, and claustrophobic. And obviously, you know, you think that you always think the worst. That's why you've got to have a couple of beers before you. Here's what you don't want to hear on a plane. Hey, guys, can you all get out and push? <laughs> Again? Uh, I don't think so. Not bad. It hasn't, isn't there just a new uh, cost uh, airline, cost-effective airline come on the market? Bonza. What's that? Bonza. Bonza, our producer, uh, Danny's in. What, what do you know about Bonza? Yes, Bonza's the one with the uh, Aussie name planes. So they've got Shazza, mm. Baza. And as of December, Sheila. That's the name of their aircraft. Okay. Well, when Shazza and Bazza have a head on, that's going <laughs> to make well, headlines. Well, she, Sheila will look after him. Bazza got a mullet. I mean, it, seriously, cost, cost plus airlines are not the ones I'm into. Oh, he's going to score. Sports with MG. Yes, yes, yes. You know what's about to hit the fan, you, you would think, with the uh, NRL and the RLPA. Not, oh, excuse me. That's something caught in my throat. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to burp you, big fella? Yeah. Do you, do you want to, do you to come around there? It was, it was ginger from that drink oh. we've had. Uh-huh. A bit of ginger caught in my throat. As long as it's in your throat and not up your jacksy. That's all I care about on today's program. That's <laughs> eggplant. Um, well, it's... it's Mate, you've, you've been, been upset about this. I can see when something gets un, under your skin and you're pretty tense about this whole arrangement. Well, it's the first time I've seen the players so united as one um, because the NRL and the RLPA can't get into bed together. And there is talk of a strike. And, and, and any time there's a talk of a strike in a sport, there is no winners. There's no winners here. N- none at all. The fans will end up scarred by the experience. And all the prominent players, um, including Tedesco and Latrell and Nathan Cleary, um, all on their social media platform of Instagram last night, posted just a turquoise, would you call it turquoise? Same colour as your jacket there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't you're, know yeah, that. You, and I turn up today in this um, yeah. colour. Is it turquoise? Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a green. Yeah, like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically just saying, players are united. We will continue to fight for what is fair. And look, it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon because there is hint of strikes. There's, there's hint of, this is all. That's the nuclear option. MG, the nuclear. nuclear option is is a strike, needs to be avoided at all costs. How far apart are they? Well, this is all to do with the collective bargain uh, agreement, um, which we don't know who wants what at the moment. I'm not I'm not a fay in um, what exactly is going on. I think on Monday, if it's still going, if it's still festering away, we'll get someone in the know. But all I know is Mickey is an ex-player. Um, I, I played the game firstly because I enjoyed it. Yep. Secondly, then the money would come. 
yes. you've got to enjoy the game first. And these players, as I said, I've never seen them so united. There is talks that they want more money for the grassroots, which yep. I which I love. Sure. Um, the R the NRLW girls, um, apparently they're getting nothing as well. Yes. So everyone's got to look. Everyone's got to jump in the bed together and let's get this sorted because. Uh, Peter Vlandis and Clint Newton have got a bunker down over this weekend, and on Monday it'd be great to see something coming from both of them saying that we've agreed, we've agreed to this, we've agreed to that, and let's get on with life because the rugby league season is just about come upon on. us. And also, too, uh, I, look, I'm, I'm biased. I, I always take the players' sides mm-hmm. larger than this. They put on the show. It, it, it's the circus, and they're the performers, and they give us so much. You know, to me, it's the last tribal thing you're allowed to do, and to go as a fan, to go along yep. with whatever code it is, and watch football is just sacrosanct in in our yeah. community. How what's how many games does your average player play? Thirty four. So sometimes wow. with these discussions, we always go, "Oh, he's on good money. Oh, yeah. that bloke's on a mill, and that's basically it." But that's not Great the point. rank and file. Great point. So if you can get the rank and file up to someone who's gonna, you know, maybe give up another career, yep. or or maybe be banged up for some time afterwards. Well, see, Mickey, now we know, we know a lot more about HIA now. When I played yeah. rugby league, if you were if you ever dared leave the field because of a head knock, you they. You wouldn't yeah. play first grade next week. Yeah. Now we know so much about it. We're educated. Um, these players put their body on the line each week, and they've got to be rewarded. Also, the, the NRL have got to be more transparent with how much they're making from these players. Yep, correct. They need to sit down. We need a council of chiefs. Please, everybody, yep. come to uh, cool, cool. a Cool, cool. got to prevail. Come Let's on. Uh, you know what? Um, we've already talked about medical procedures this morning, uh, mm. removing things from rectums. Or your jacksy, if you theme. want to use the technical term. Anything to do with that uh, department uh, is highly sensitive. Um, here's a story emanating from the Albury-Wodonga area, and this is not what you want to hear. Uh, there's been 2,000 colonoscopy recalls. Now, that probably needs a bit of explaining, yep. doesn't it? Uh, there's fears a surgeon in the Albury-Wodonga region carried out nearly 2,000 Incomplete colonoscopies. So everyone who's had one, come back. You've got to do it again. Oh. You'd see the funny side, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, not, not when you have one. They're, they're, they're a pain, literally pain yeah, in the ass. I've had lots. You've had one? Yeah. yeah okay. It's the, it's the pre-prep prep. That, that's uh, the worst thing about it. Because you've, you've got to take this this formula that makes you, you know, obviously go to the toilet. And it's just, uh, it's it's the worst. So they put a camera. Uh, then they, they uh, put you to sleep. And, yeah. Yeah. So being a showbiz, I'd want a three camera shoot. <laughs> I'd, have a, I'd have a three camera shoot. I'd have them Light swing it, swing a boom. I'd have a catering van. <laughs> I'd, I'd have, a, have a catering van. I'd have one of those clapper boards and action. <laughs> but the good thing about it, these days they do both your prostate. Might be on IMAX. I reckon. <laughs> 3D glasses on. Well, I mean, how do you do? <laughs> 3D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to- tomorrow, yeah, event cinemas, mixed colonoscopy. <laughs> you can make around with your avatar, Cameron, but pop on the glasses and check out, the- <laughs> check out these pops. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can't get that right, you don't want to be coming back for a second crack at no, that. No, no. You know, let's get it right. It's been Why was it incomplete? Well, I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> I, so I, I don't hey, it's been a great week for me personally, uh, getting to meet you all and know you all, and indeed meet the wider Sydney audience. Thank you for some of the feedback, which has been great. We look forward to doing this all year. We've actually had a bit of a black box recording going. Yes. 
all week. We thought just to maybe bag up some stuff, put it together and have a look back at what we've done. Good, bad, warts and all uh, this week. Let's roll the tape, cat. Well, the first ever Mick and MG show kicked off on Monday with friends of the show calling in to give a warm Sydney welcome to Mick. Even this guy who has a lot on. Hello, welcome back to Triple M and welcome to Sydney, Mick. (laughs) It's the PM! PM. (laughs) It's a very distinctive voice, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, I'm honoured. Now, I'm in Sydney. Where would you take me? I would take you to Balmain to a pub crawl around (laughs) You and me are going to go on a pub crawl in one of those cars with a flag on the bonnet. Is that (laughs) a government car? Could we do it? Oh, well, we need security, don't we? Yeah, Albo, that's me. I'll be security, (laughs) brother. We were surprised to learn that Mick still has a healthy relationship with his brother after this childhood torment. We used to play backyard cricket, but we'd do it on front yard on the actual street. And I used to make my brother put on a motorbike or my little brother put on a motorbike. <laughs> while I while bowled bean balls at him with a cricket ball oh, six for inch. two hours in a row. <laughs> and I used to stand there and take it. While Mick was concerned about the lack of diversity in Avatar, Tash was on hand to offer an alternative solution. Have you guys seen Avatar. Worst film ever. Uh, can what? I? Here's my problem with Avatar. There's no fatties. <laughs> I want to see that fat blue person. It's, it's not on. It's called a smurf. A... <laughs> <laughs> then a cricket chat turned into reminiscing about Steve Smith's attempt at a singing career. Just one more go at Steve Smith, yeah. please, if you don't mind. I've seen you down in your bare feet, dancing around the living room, spilling wine on your dress. But he certainly hasn't been the worst crossover athlete. I love Wendell Saylor, but I don't know the song you're talking yeah, about. He's, he's done it? a jingle for uh, Paddy. Paddy's Have we got another? There's Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. My life you can tell him he's no good, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. One triple three five three. Who else? Prince Harry in his book. I hope you don't mind that I put down in words. Yes, we do. How wonderful oh, life man. is you're in the world. Oh. And he was rubbing cream on his todger while he sang. <laughs> well, well, as, as he sang that. We also learnt that Mick has a side hustle in vehicle fraud. I've got a place down the coast and it's on a golf course. Let's just say uh, I'd had a couple at the yeah. clubhouse. Yeah. And on the way home, I dropped it into a dam. This is a true, this is a true story. <laughs> and I've done the only sensible thing you can do, which is I've swam ashore run home and reported it stolen. <laughs> About 20 minutes later, there's a knock on my door. It's the guys from the clubhouse. They're going, uh, Mick, we've uh, found your golf cart. I go, where? They go, it's in a dam. I go, who would do uh, Who would do that? And I look down and I'm wet from the waist. <laughs> I'm, wet, I'm wet from the waist down. And they're going, okay, Mick, go to bed. <laughs> After it was revealed Margot Robbie's nickname is Maggot, we opened the phone lines to find out your nicknames and some of them had Tash clutching her pearls. I was working at a pub in Western Sydney called the, the Cedars Tavern and there was a patron there called The Snake who was an interesting character as well. He only had two teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Good nickname. And he started calling me this name. He goes, Opium, it's because you're a slow-working dope. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, mine got the nickname Mary. We were playing an away game. It was horrendous conditions. There was hail the size of golf balls coming down. Really? I came off the ground in pristine white shorts. <laughs> and the coach goes, look at you, look at you, Mary Malloy. Put me on the ground and rolled me round. <laughs> now, he would do jail time for that today. Yeah. Mary I love then that. stuck. Kevin, otherwise known as the Pope. The, the Pope. Pope. Right. Excavator operator, mate, and I never miss a service. I hit them all. <laughs> oh! Had a nickname for a footy mate back in the day. We called him the Cold Front. And why? He'd blow in and ruin your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was given the nickname of Blister. I used to pop up when the work was all done. <laughs> Dave, what was it? Tampon. I'm frightened to ask, but why did they call you tampon? When I played footy, I was in for one week, out for three. Oh. <laughs> is, is that dump button still working? I think we have a clubhouse leader. Yeah. On Thursday morning, the entertainment gods were shining down on us when a video was leaked of Michael Clark getting in a biff with Carl Stefanovic. Michael Clark and Carl Stefanovic going toe-to-toe in one of the great Donny Brooks of all time up in Noosa. There's the thriller in Manila, the rumble in the jungle, and the no excuse in the Noosa. <laughs> All in all, this week's been a great get-to-know-you. We found out which sport Mick would shine at if it was in the Olympics. I've got darts and shooting. <laughs> darts and shooting, but like most Australians, to shoot well, I'd have to be drunk. Yeah, and the yeah. target would have to be a road sign. <laughs> would you love to see that at the Olympics? Here's just a road sign. Kangaroos, next 20 yards. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> And the bromance between Mick and MG was going wonderfully. You have just told me. What what don't you eat? Until MG stuffed it. Anchovies or Frankfurts. Okay, I'll oh, get anchovies. What's your beef with Frankfurts? What's the texture? You think you know someone. I, you <laughs> never have when heroes, I, when people, because they let you down. <laughs> and that was the week that was on Sydney's new breakfast show, Mick and MG in the morning on Triple M. Yep, yeah, uh, we've had a ball. It's been great. Uh, real getting to know you, period. Uh, I think we're all happy. We're about to go and have have some drinks somewhere, have a, somewhere quiet. Have a couple of quiet beers. Maybe yeah. go on a road trip. Maybe it's, knock over a Seven Eleven. Really bond. <laughs> really bond. I, I think, I'm going to right? bring, bring my Taurus with me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go see the Lions. Let's bring the Walrus. <laughs> Jesus, what a hey, show! That was now, a great thank week. you to everyone. Thank you to our team of producers yeah. out there who've done well. Yep, First well up, done. top Bravo. shot. Boys and girls, bravo, bravo. Uh, they make us look good in here, let me tell you. Yep. Kat, you've been fantastic. Tash, you've been fantastic. Plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to go to the Sydney Kings, I think, on Sunday. Great. That'll be a load of fun. You could be playing, Big Bird. You could be getting a game. <laughs> what about they you? might run you off the bench. Where you, EB? I'm working. Sunrise oh, Weekend News. Do you have a, I'm Sunrise. Yeah, she's so, so fascinated with this story. She's. She. I know. I know you got. I'm reading my star signs. I know yeah. you think that um, there's more to ahead. it. There's more to it. We, right. might, we might see that. We might see what happened to Carlos in this whole. Scenario. Well, you're on Sunrise, so you can actually mention the story. You couldn't if you're on today. And just watch out for the cash cow. He's all hands. I know. I, I'm telling you. You off to a darts. Yes, I'm playing. A, we've got a darts uh, tournament at my house this weekend. First couple of sessions at the gym in the morning, and then uh, the weekend of uh, with friends. Brilliant. Well done. Been a pleasure doing this week with you. I look forward to Love many you, more. It's been genuinely a load of fun. Uh, and. 
we're, we're all saying hi to each other, but the listeners, yep. all, I've just already got a great feeling about the, the people out there listening. Our, the callers this week have How been uh, uh, the best for me. We could have picked anyone today, but the one we like, we all agree. We were talking about the ball boys not being paid. <laughs> we're talking about the first job that you ever uh, had or got offered. And what a great way to go out and finish the week, but with someone who actually listens to this station and listens to our show. Let it rip, cat. Shane from the Gong. What did you get up to, mate? Mate, I was at Tyler's Labor trying to get an apprenticeship, and uh, the subby uh, was struggling to get money. So after about three weeks, I've hit him up and said, "Mate, you got to pay me." And he goes, "Come, come to my place." He goes, "I'll sort you out." And he offered me an ounce of weed or a gun. I mean, show An ounce of weed or a gun. All right, Tennis Australia, look and learn. Make the offer to the ball boys now. I'm going straight back to Triple M Management to redo my deal. <laughs> I want an ounce and a gun. Wonderful. And a car. And, a car. and well the engine done running. to uh, We all good? Yeah, we're all orders. good. And yeah, and a big thank you also for our Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets so that everyone yeah. today that was caller of the day scored themselves Red Hot Chili Peppers 2023 Australian Tour with Post Malone playing a course stadium wow. and by popular demand, second show, 4th of Feb. Tickets on sale from livenation.com.au. That wraps us up. Let's go. Let's go have a drink. Adios, amigos. Happy Friday. (laughs) Nick Malloy, MG in the morning.